You're listening to Be Still and Grow, the GCC Ladies Podcast with Catherine, Heather, and Nicole, where we dive into deep theological topics and real life issues through the art of conversation. So take a seat at the table with us. One, two, Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Be Still and Grow podcast. podcast. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Want to keep you on pins and needles, and so keep you on your game. Well, y'all, we're in December, getting close to Christmas. I don't even feel like Thanksgiving happened, to be honest with you. It's super weird, um, <laughs> but we're in it. Um and so it's the best time of the year. The best time of the year. Oh, I was like, where's that from? This doesn't really go with it, but it's Parks and Rec. Again, uh, yeah. I would have said, best time of the, whatever Christmas song it is. Oh, yeah, that's a, but, you know. what is that? Sorry, what? It's the best time of the year. It's the most wonderful oh, time. time. Oh, my bad, my bad. I was not, I was way off. <laughs> I was like, I was going to try Two to sing things. it. But yeah, I was like, don't Two do that, don't do yeah, that. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, don't let it happen again. Um, <laughs> um, but welcome, y'all. We have a very fabulous guest on the podcast today. Fabulous. Y'all excited? Super pumped. Bring up it? the energy. <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? It is Miss Devin Howell. Whoop, whoop. Party in the house. Welcome, Miss Devin. We're so pumped to have you. Um, if you do not know Devin, uh, she is a part of Gospel Community Church, the church we all attend. Um, how many How many years has it been now? Uh, five or so. Yeah, I don't, we don't really remember because we kind of yeah. we kind of eased in with Claire coming first and then mm-hmm. us following her. So I, don't I feel like yeah. it has to be at least six. Yeah, I think it does because that's how long you've been there. Here. In 2019. Yeah. Was Daddy a baby? That's what yes, I think right. exactly. I, think so, yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Every time people say 2019, that's all that's I think about. Yeah, every time. <laughs> um, but yes, and so she is here. She serves uh, many, a couple places. She serves in kids here at Gospel mm-hmm. Community Church. And now are her and her husband, Mike, uh, how I keep wanting to say Danford. I don't know what that's about. But um, <laughs> well, I'm messing people's Danford. names like Hi, crazy Mike. on that's this That's Phil's thing. dad, not yeah. my husband. <laughs> Oh, it's a thing. A I mess up. Yeah, I mess up people's names all the time. I don't know what that's about. I've been doing it more and more lately, and it's getting on my nerves. <laughs> um, like even when I keep saying, um, "What was it uh, from the last episode when we had George and Brett on?" I keep wanting to say Greg. I don't know yeah. why. I'm like, when we had Greg, I'm like, why do you keep saying Greg? It's George <laughs> and Brett. And so it's been like a new thing now, and it's driving me insane. So, uh, but now y'all uh, are leaders and serve on the uh, guest services at Gospel Community Church. Yeah, so, so the first impression team. And- yeah. The security team. Yeah. That's our, our new thing. How's so. that? How's that going? Do y'all like serving coffee people? Do you like holding the doors and be like, welcome? Or is it just like... <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is to hold a door. No, yeah. I actually <laughs> like serving the coffee. Um, yeah. our, my favorite thing right now, though, is seeing our daughter, Claire. Oh, um yeah join in on that too like mm-hmm. she just knows now that we're all going to get to church early and we're going to do these things so it's it's really cool to see her kind of own it she likes 
to serve the coffee or talk to people. And um, we've already gotten to meet some great people that were visiting the church over the last yeah. several weeks. Mm-hmm. So that that's good as well. I don't always reach out to those people. <laughs> I usually kind of stay back. So it's mm-hmm. it's challenging me in that way. So. Introverts yeah. unite. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. We're, we're so pumped to have you on the podcast today. So welcome. Thanks. Glad to be here. Good. Um, so getting into it, a couple weeks ago, we talked about hypothetically, if we got into a bank heist, what would be our positions? Hypothetically. Um, just want to continue to save our butts on that one. <laughs> hypothetically. Um, but I feel like it kind of goes along with the conversation today. So if we were stranded on an island, so not by ourselves, if we were together, ladies, and we were all stranded on an island, Number one, we already know Nicole would save everybody. But right. say sure. if like she's injured, leg is broken, what do we do? <laughs> so I'm not on the island. I've been voted off the island. Okay. You're you're on there, but we're trying to, you know, you're resting. <laughs> then I'd say that Devin would be Nicole's nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what would happen there. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you need anything planned, like how many coconuts do we have and, and how <laughs> yeah. long will they last, that's probably going to be me. Yeah. It'd be straight organization, all of the supplies. Yeah. Everything mm. is very efficient. That would yeah. be Devin. Sure. I feel exactly. like I'm pretty positive on this. Be multiple times of like, hey, Catherine and Heather, can y'all just go get these things? And we and Heather would go get these things and be like, <sighs> We're not going to survive. We're not going to make it. Like we just like we come back. Like guys, we're going to do it. We're going to make it off this island. We just walk off. We're like, I don't know how many times we can. But we'll never tell them that we're not going to make it. (laughs) I'm like Nicole. Think of something else they can go get. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be building a boat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes, she would. I would not be helping with that. I would hand her tools though. I've been doing that since I was little. Yeah. Hypothetically, if she her leg was not broken, I feel like yes, you would be literally building all the things. (laughs) She'd be figuring out how to get us off the island. We would be figuring out how to survive there. Swiss family. Robinson situation where it's like <laughs> no way yeah like have you ever seen that movie yes uh, I take that as a no this family gets shipwrecked on mm-hmm. an island and they think they're the only ones there but whatever they like make this like treehouse fortress it's like Mm. you would want to live there yeah, yeah. they just kind of move it. in yeah. like it's oh. not like we're going to try to figure out a way to get off the island it's mm-hmm. ooh, this island's pretty let's mm-hmm. make a tree house here's where we are it's epic. Mm. Epic. there's like eight million kids mom can homeschool them yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great it'll be fine there's coconuts and monkeys yeah. and whatever mm. um it would either be that mm-hmm. or we getting out of here yeah it would depend on the vibe of the island yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and what the food looks like exactly and if there's snakes <laughs> Uh, there's snakes we gotta go she's already swimming in the ocean she's like bye (laughs) I can backstroke like nobody's business (laughs) so what would be your like first thought when you get on the island so like the moment okay I'm stranded what is your first thought like okay this is what we need to do or is it just like I'm just gonna sit and cry in in this corner right here (laughs) mine would be make sure there are no snakes yes yes. I'm gonna go with 10 minutes for crying Mm -hmm. and then because I am that nerd, I will go find something to write on so that I can make a list. start the plan. Make yeah. a list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I can't make an actual spreadsheet, yeah. I can fake it. We're going to draw an Excel spreadsheet in the sand. Yes. Yes. We got this. Yes. I feel like it would be the TBD allotted time of why are we here mm. and regretting yes. how this has happened. Yeah. And then yeah, that yeah. very calm, we're just going to get through this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So what would what would be your first thing you tried to build to get off the island? Fire. 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 Smoke signal. SOS Mm -hmm. in the sand. Yeah. Because you know I'm gonna be cold. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even shelter, on the equator. <laughs> water. Yeah. Priorities. Mm-hmm. Water. Yeah. Shelter. Right. Fine. So yeah, some sort of structure that if it rains, it yeah. collects oh, the water. Or if for and us. also, if there's like bears or panthers or yeah, mm. I, I definitely feel like Nicole would have to go assess the island and yeah. keep us all yeah. safe. I would say near the water. To <laughs> she's the one that she's the only one that's going to kill something. Yeah, should it need to be killed? <laughs> oh, and one thing we're all forgetting right now is where's the sunshade? Mm. All of us would be all of us would be, toes. Would be That would be like how they find oh, no. us when they're flying above. They're, they're like, fried. "What are those four red dots down there?" <laughs> That's good. I didn't think about that. Oh boy. Um, Hopefully, we're stranded with a beach bag, so at least we've got some sunscreen yes, for a couple. Of be lots of as long cover. as we're stranded with Devin's purse, we're fine. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. I, re- I recant my answer. Mm. The first thing would be. Let's walk into the tree line and talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's find some shade oh, so we can chat. I know we're all horribly traumatized, but yeah. let's just go find some shade real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be in a safe area. To me, like I know my mind, I would be wanting near be near the like the ocean the whole time. Like I, I don't wanna I don't know what's happening in the woods, so like let's just stay right here and mm-hmm. then you know, so So that whatever chases us in case it can't swim. Yeah. We can get away. Yeah. Yes. I feel oh, like yeah. if you leave the shoreline. Mm-hmm. You've chosen to stay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's kind of how that works. Yeah. Then you're in it. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Would be the, f- yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be interesting what kind of food is on the island. Because I, mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep thinking, like, there'd be bananas there. <laughs> Same. I don't, yeah. Same. So, no, be I've been again. on an island before. There were no bananas. <laughs> well, I'm out. Yeah. It's, it was a good Coconuts. run. Mm. Not there. I mean, mm. we'd have to figure out how to go fishing. Yeah. 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 Fish. And or reptiles. Nope. I'm out. Uh, my ears gonna start twitching. I'm out, rats. I'm out. Yeah, let's face it, we're dying. Yeah. <laughs> we're dying on this island. Rodent, I'm, I'm out. I'm hoping there's like a, a bomb shelter somewhere on this like island, lost. like yeah. lost. You know? and maybe yeah. we'll a couple of them. That's it. I did the wrong thing. That was my it's first thought. Too. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought you were going to ask if you were alone on a desert island. And then it was like all the castaway references. Oh, yeah. But cast being together, away. that's a different we story. Are cast away. I was going to say, my first thought might be to, for myself would be to go find the volleyball. Yeah. So we have a friend. Well, so that was so sad. Like, how could you be that sad on a ball? But it was a ball the whole time. I was like, what is he? Why did you lose him? It was really emotional. It was emotional. Yeah. That's a great like movie. It was dog. It's a brutal movie. It is a great movie, but it is brutal. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Then maybe we would find Gilligan and Skipper and, yeah. you know. I mean, I we are Mrs. We Howell. Are Mrs. Howell. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a couple people at work that have called me Mrs. Howell for a straight 20 years. Yeah. They tried calling me Lovey. I was going to say, does anybody um, know her first name? But well, at the office, that didn't go over so well. So, mm. yeah, no. yeah, I've only seen a few episodes. I don't think I've, I've watched it <gasps> all the way. I mean, you are missing out. I mean, so next I, I, time you're too, at my house, we're going to watch no, Gilligan's yeah. Island for several too hours. Young. <laughs> I am curious to, it's been a minute. I'm curious to go back and watch it because, you know, yeah. it'd be like, oh my gosh, this acting is so, so bad. bad. You oh, know, like go back then, and watch yes. Saved by the Barrel, Saved by the Bell. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I have nothing against it. It's just, you know, it's I, just a three hour tour. Yeah. I watched MASH yeah, probably more than that. MASH is good. Uh, <laughs> no. I've seen all the I like Gilligan's Mash. Island Man. and uh, Three's Company. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Laverne that's and cool. Shirley were mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I never did Laverne and Shirley. All in the family. Yeah. Oh, oh that's where the <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how we would do. I feel like we would do well. I do I do feel like I feel confident we would do well. But. I gotta be honest. I'm worried about what we're going to eat because none of us are doing that. Yeah. 
I mean, um, we're all going to struggle to kill things. It's fine. I'll I mean, fish, but somebody's got to get it off the hook listen. because those things are like, <laughs> I don't know. I got you. And George I, made I me the so. the barber of Fleet Street with our chicken situation. <laughs> yeah, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> and you went and got the snake out of the mm-hmm. coop. I would have called 911. Murder the thing. I mean, I it, it was, counts. It was a bad it snake. Snakes. It was one of the bad ones. <laughs> it was... It was a threat. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. But I do think we would be good. I think we would survive. I think it would be quite I have my doubts. Yeah. <laughs> At least we I know do. where we're going. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is hope. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If the Ooh. island isn't paradise, mm-hmm. there's yeah. another yeah. one to come. Yeah. Preach. Much Preach. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's good food there. Yeah. 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 There's enough room at the table. It's great. Big house. Yeah. yeah. Lots, lots and lots, lots of room. room. Big, big yard. We can play football. We're great. But yeah. So I think we're, we're narrowing it down, all the things we can and can't do. Bank heist. I think we can do it. I feel confident. Um, and then, yeah. Island. Um, I'm gonna go. I pray to God no. that never happens. Right. I mean, like, I, I really don't hope that's in my future that we have to like work out that challenge or you know, the Lord's kind of yeah. yeah testing our boundaries. But yeah, we're very capable women. But yeah, the line has to be drawn somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna draw it around an island. Yeah, yeah. I, I need air conditioning and a way to get away from yeah. the mosquitoes. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh yeah, there's got to be bug spray. Yeah. 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 Anyway. It's like was the Lord tested you with a little to test you with much? Just so like let's start out small, Lord. Like let's yeah. don't. Hopefully that won't never happen. But like let's go small. You know, like our air yeah. pressure goes out on the car or mm. something like that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have to you know trade in my whole car because the air's out. Like, yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> I get it. I get. It. I mean, I I went with a season where I had no air conditioning in my car. It was brutal. I feel like. That was my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Florida. True. Yeah, oh, that's gosh, true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Every Florida. car that we had while I was growing up, at one point or another, mm-hmm. had no air conditioning and also would overheat constantly. Mm. So mm. my mom actually got like third degree burns one time, like trying oh, to gosh. open the I believe that. Yeah. The temperature water thing before it was like cooled down appropriately. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. That's a no no. My dad would always give all to me and I'd be like, don't touch that one. Because he like, he's always like, make sure everything's cooled down first. And then you do, you put everything in there. And I'm like, okay. So, but I'm like, I'm in a hurry though. And so, <laughs> then go get an oven mitt. Don't touch that. <laughs> but he always like, don't touch that. But we're solving it, ladies. Yeah. One podcast at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you learned anything from so far, don't touch the heart, hot thing on the, on the car. <laughs> the stay cap, away yeah. from cap, yeah. desert islands. Yes. Stay away stay from away them. From desert islands. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get in it. Stay away from airplanes. Don't get in them. Yeah. I've learned that. It's a waste. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the scheduling issues we're having, I'm on You may never get in yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. On board. See what you do there. I mean, with the holidays now, travel's going to be insane. So... Yeah. yeah. Stay away. You know, Fine. You know don't be a part of away. FedEx and, you know, get on an airplane. <laughs> Cast away. Because <laughs> he was a part of FedEx. Was it, yeah, I think it was FedEx. Yeah. Yeah, FedEx. Yeah. So, I feel bad for all Well, he had, the, he had that one package, but people, we never got the packages that year. Let's take a moment. Let's go. Upset moms. Such an upset mom. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I feel like if they made that movie today, hmm. it would have to be Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah. I, I just don't think it, it, like Amazon doesn't lose packages. Like it would still mm. make it. 
It would still be. The you would just be able to find him because it was Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, there's a tracker on him. They'll yeah. find it. Oh. It would be the FedEx from yeah. Hostel. <laughs> like, oh, dang it, yes. Amazon. Why were you created then? Yeah. I think that one trackers. is yeah. actually the island from Yes. Yeah. I think Tom mm. Hanks worked for FedEx in Hostel. Mm-hmm. And never came back with all the packages. You know, oh, yeah, the packages like get lost in Austell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Everything's in Austell. <laughs> get together, Austell. Austell. Yeah. <gasps> oh. oh. See what I did there? Honestly, oh, I just created yeah. something. Austell. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, save us. <laughs> save us, <Please>. Nicole. <laughs> Help us not to get lost. <laughs> Still. Why are we here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Save us. Yeah. I mean, like you would already save us on the island, but for this case, save us on the podcast. Well, we're here to talk about such a fun, Mm. lighthearted, not upsetting topic whatsoever. Mm. Dealing with loneliness. (laughs) Surely none of us have ever, ever dealt with that ever. And no person on earth is ever going through that right now, especially around the holiday season. So. Um, yes, talking about loneliness. What is that? As Christians, how do we fight against that? Um, what does the word hold for us in that? And how can we encourage ourselves, encourage those around us? How can we um, be sisters in Christ and brothers in Christ um, to those who might be struggling in that season? Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so let's get into it. Um, <laughs> you can tell I'm very excited. Um, but yes, so we kind of wanted to talk about like, Nicole was saying, like, not just generally the people around the this time of year, which is is very evident during this time of loneliness, but just kind of like a general thing. Because it's like, because it happens in different seasons. It's not just during the holidays. And so, like, what do we do in those times of loneliness? Um, And just kind of breaking that that down. And also as Christians, how we deal with that and such. So, um, because I feel like even with... And the thing I'm, I'm learning too, talking with people, it's, it's not just because people, when they think loneliness, they think, well, yeah, probably someone who's not married. I'm sorry. You know, they're by themselves and blah, 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 blah. But I've even heard from people who have full blown families mm-hmm. and they're still lonely. Mm-hmm. And so like so there's different facets to it. And so that I don't think people know that. And so. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's a good conversation for us to have, not just during the holidays, but any time of year that people go through. So, um for everyone, you know, what has there been a season for y'all that y'all have ever dealt with loneliness? Um, how was that going through that? And also at, at the same vein of to you, because I feel like we're all going to have different uh, definitions and version of what loneliness is to us. So kind of like what is what is how would you describe loneliness? And like like I said, have you ever been through that kind of a season? Yeah, I'll I'll jump off my uh I feel like my longest season of loneliness was becoming a new mom. Um, We had just moved to Fayetteville. So I was not only a new mom doing something brand new, but also in a new town where I knew hardly anyone. Um, And as fabulous as my husband is and very willing to help, you know, um, he had a job to go and work and I was home with the kid and figuring all this stuff out and just felt like literally nobody can do this but me. And, I have to do it all by myself and I'm here all by myself. Um, Really didn't even know any other like moms to hang out with or anything. And it was just very, very um, alone. And so I feel like, I mean, there's loneliness and there's also postpartum depression where you need to be, you know, talking to a doctor about, but um, uh, it was just the, and it, it strung out for me because it was just so, I just got wrapped up in looking back now, 
I'll be harsh on myself and call it a pity party, you know, just like, well, you know, nobody wants to hang out with me, nobody. And we were, and you know, getting plugged into the new church, but obviously we were new um, in town and everything. So it was just kind of, I was just kind of waiting on somebody to come just care about, you know, like reach out to me. Um, and now looking back, it's like, I had all these expectations of these other people who didn't know me or what I was going through. And then I, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing and come to church like, Hey, yeah. Oh no, I love my kids so much. And like, everything's great. Go home. And it's just not, you know? And so, um, looking back, if I could go back and change any of it, it would just be to be more open and honest with my community group than at the time. And if somebody says, how's it going? Be real honest with them. And, um, cause I kind of, was expecting them to be there for me and uh, read my mind. Uh, you know, like I had these unrealistic expectations of people. And so um, looking back, I would absolutely have just like, even though it's so not like me to reach out to people that I don't know, it's very out of my character. Um, I would tell 26 year old me to do it anyway. Um, but and, and honestly, it drug on for four or five years until I finally realized I'm over here just sitting here pouting because nobody invited me to dinner this week. And let me think the last time I invited somebody to dinner, you know, it was just like I've, I realized I was putting all these expectations on other people and not even being the friend that other people maybe, you know, that I wanted. And so um, I was just waiting on everybody else to come and pull me out of my pit, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, hmm. that's part of one of my stories. <laughs> Yeah, I think my most memorable lonely season. I mean, because there's been many, mm-hmm. like sure. many. <laughs> but when George was really in the thick of all of his surgeries and addiction problems and um, all of the things, because when you're newly married, sometimes you get advice that's not good, <laughs> and sometimes even when you've been is, married a while, sometimes <laughs> you get bad advice. Yeah. I mean. Um, but sometimes that advice it's like yeah you really shouldn't talk to anybody about your marriage problems because you don't want people to think poorly of your spouse you know and like those types of things and so that fear and that restriction was just like so evident so here we are our marriage is not as if we're like crumbling yet as like the relationship seems but like it's hard he is struggling not just with recovery through surgeries and like physical trauma, but like depression and now addiction and all of these things. And we're trying to seek help, but at the same time, that burden of showing up mm-hmm. and having the everything's fine face and serving in leadership and on a worship team and as a director of like ministry arts and everything where not one person knows what you're going through. So therefore nobody reaches out mm-hmm. and you're like starving for it, but you might be surrounded by people and be in relationships with people. You might have close friends, whatever, but like if you are not open and vulnerable, you are alone. And that feeling of loneliness becomes overwhelming and turns into bitterness, which keeps you by yourself in isolation. And I'm grateful that the Lord did not keep us there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My turn. <laughs> um, thinking about this question, I mean, really, the first thing that comes to my mind is which time? Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, I've dealt with depression for a good portion of my adult life. 
And I can remember many, many times in therapy sessions explaining the way I felt as just extreme loneliness, right? Loneliness living in a house where my in-laws live with me too and my daughter and my husband and I'm never actually alone, right? And going to the office and working with a lot of people and still feeling lonely, sitting in the middle of all of that, dealing with my own problems on my own, not even telling my husband um, that that's how I feel, mm. right? Um, and the one particular time was about a year, year and a half after my in-laws moved in. They're great. Love them. They help so much with so many things. But I just kept everything to myself. I was going through some medical things that led to a little bit more depression than I was used to. Um, and I think people at work that worked with me every day and saw the days where I really couldn't do anything in my office mm-hmm. knew more than my immediate family I was living with. Um, but I felt like nobody would understand, so I didn't share it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and eventually I said something and said, hey, I need help and um, started getting help. But for me, loneliness and depression are so closely tied together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it, like it's it is absolutely the way I describe those initial feelings. And if you leave them to to settle there, it it doesn't get better. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, that was four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and I think, too, that was the same time we were trying to get plugged in more here. And instead of waiting for people to come and introduce themselves to a little on me who was new, um, I just started going up to people and talking to them, right? And I'm probably a little more open than people want me to be sometimes if I'm struggling <laughs> with stuff. But I've also found that um, a whole lot of the time, if you do that, you figure out that you're not the only one doing that, mm-hmm. right? Um, you end up talking to somebody for hours about all the things you share in common and the struggles and the way you've both pulled through it. And then you've got somebody praying for you or, you know, checking up on you and things like that. So, yeah. 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 How about you, Catherine? You're not getting out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, watch me. Well, this be the first and last time we have Devin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Technically, second time. Well, yeah. I've already been Never oh, second time. <laughs> well. She slipped to the cracks. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, I would say I wish I could. I wish I could be in a position to say that was you know I could look at a past memory. Um, I would say I'm unfortunately in the thick of it in the moment, and so um, like right now I'm you know I live in an apartment alone, and uh, the first time I've lived alone in about almost 10 years now and so um I've always either lived with family or have roommates and all that kind of stuff and so this is the first time I've, I've lived alone in a very long time and I do not like it mm-hmm. <laughs> so um I'm a people person I love being around people uh, I feel like I thrive around that and I'm like the person that like when I need to recharge it's like one percent of the time and it's like I have to do it uh by myself but 99% of the time, I love being around people. And so, uh, and when I'm not, it's just like, oh, here's all this time to think about things. Let's think about it now. And so, uh, so I feel like the enemy loves it and, and stowing all the thoughts, all the things at me. And so, um, so I'm in the thick of it of, I don't know how to get out of it. It's something I've never battled before. And so, uh, same, I've dealt with depression and, and anxiety, um, but, uh, 
majority of the past few years and I've had you know my my plans and stuff to fight certain thoughts and different things and uh this thing has kicked my butt <laughs> let's put it that way and yeah. so uh it's been very very defeating and it I think it enhances everything else uh, you know the other thoughts all the other things and so um I'm trying to you know keep telling myself to use this season to really draw close to the Lord um but I think it's more of a season of what the heck, God? It's <laughs> like, how many times do I have to keep praying about this? What are you trying to show me in this? And um, he hasn't shown me yet, but I know he will. But uh, for me, I'm unfortunately in the thick of it this season, and I don't know how to get out of it. So, um, but, um, so yeah, so there's definitely, I think, different, you know, like I said, facets of, and versions of it. And so, and I've been kind of honest with a few people lately and they've said the same thing. I was like, I also go through that. And then yeah. they'll say right after that, almost literally right after that, I also have a family. And cause it's like in your mind, cause it's different for everybody in your mind. So in my mind that I'm going through is I'm the only one going through this. Nobody understands. Like I am the loneliest. Everybody's got families. They got this, that, how could they be lonely? They got all the things that they need. I'm literally lonely. I have no one, you know, with me to talk to or do anything. But in the same vein, someone who has a family can be like, I am also alone. And so I've been very convicted in my heart recently of that of just like not comparing that like everybody has different pains like even outside of loneliness people go through the same thing in different ways and so even though like yes I deal with depression but my depression is probably different from your depression and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth and so even with all of our anxieties are all different in many many ways and so um and so it's just I don't know I think, I mean, I say a lot of things are from the enemy. I also think this is from the enemy. <laughs> but uh, because it is, it's like I said, it's something that I've never dealt with that is very scary and just very painful. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. because I think it makes you look at yourself quite a bit. And so it, it also makes you feel, it, it just highlights the need that we need for God because I feel like you feel so desperate and needy of something. And so, um, so yeah, so for me, it, it's it's been... Uh, hard season and like I said for me I'm unfortunately in the thick of it and hopefully we'll be out of it <laughs> hopefully tomorrow that'd be great um I'm sure that will happen just yeah. tomorrow it'll mm-hmm. all be better oh, yes 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 <laughs> um but my but I'm curious you know what do we do in our loneliness like what do we need to be doing like what is something that y'all have learned um through the the the, the many seasons of that like what have y'all done in those seasons to kind of like, whether it's help you get out of it or help you in the midst of it? Like what has been an encouragement to y'all that um, has been helpful in those, in those seasons? I think that there's a couple contingencies Mm -hmm. to this answer. Cause I think it depends on the type of loneliness and type of experience that you're going through in that moment in time. So if you are maybe lonely in the sense of like you're longing for a partner like as a single person contentment Mm -hmm. and being content with where the lord has you in the season that he has you and um striving to be okay with that season and that's a difficult thing because i think that it is easy for us to associate feeling okay or being okay with something as if we're okay with like what we truly desire never happening yeah and that's not the same thing But I remember before I was married, I never thought that I would be married. I have very low self-esteem. I have been overweight my whole life. Like, there's many reasons in my mind why no man should be attracted to me. 
So I had talked myself down to myself for years and years and years and years. And then you hear all of the things of like, well, nobody's going to love you until you love yourself. And nobody's going to. It's like all of these like pinnacle things that you're supposed to strive for as a person and be perfect. Therefore, the Lord will bring somebody into your life. And that is trash. Okay. <laughs> like that is just not how that works. God is sovereign and his plan is his plan and it's perfect and it makes no sense. <laughs> and that is also perfect. Yeah. And so, you know, like learning how to be content in those seasons, I think is so quintessential <laughs> and so necessary because I think it allows the Lord to soften our hearts in those moments and to draw us to him and to take that inward focus out of us and put it on him and others who are in that same season or who are going through things. And just like how you're saying you've been convicted of like realizing other people have struggles and other people have things too. And comparison is such a trap for us. Mm -hmm. And I think as women, maybe I can't speak for it because I'm not a man. Maybe women deal with it more. Or on a different level than men do. I know that there's like definitely like competition and comparison within that. But like we as women compare ourselves to each other all the time. Right. Like if you if I see another girl and I'm like, she's prettier than me, I'm just gonna head over here and not, you know, it's like ingrained in us, I yeah. think. But it is such a trap mm -hmm. because once we begin to compare our experiences with somebody else's experiences, whether that be like, oh well, my life's not as bad because theirs is really bad, or well, mine's worse, therefore my pity is justified. It's such an unhealthy place to be. Mm -hmm. And I think staying in those places leads you into bitterness. And once you become bitter, it's a really hard walk. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a really hard walk. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really good to try to identify, like, why... What do you like? What sparked this feeling of loneliness? You know, is it because you're single? Is it so then? Okay, well, let's just dig further into that. Then you think that a uh, girlfriend or boyfriend is going to, you know, fill this void for you. Um, and then you're also putting um, all of those expectations on a human. And, you know, so say you get the boyfriend, and six months later, he's like, I not really in this anymore then you're devastated all over again you're still relying on another human to fill some kind of void that that you think or you know i also think that loneliness also stems from okay so i don't think we went to this conference one time yes. <laughs> a couple weeks ago we studied um, this <laughs> yeah we we went to this conference that pointed out like so many there's a ton of different contributing factors to yeah. loneliness um and i was going to say earlier Catherine, like you and devin both mentioned depression and loneliness and sometimes they are absolutely tied together and sometimes they're completely separate mm -hmm. and sometimes you do need to go and see a doctor and mm -hmm. sometimes you're chemical you have chemical imbalances and so like i think there's absolutely times for that but starting to sit down and journal and pray through lord i feel lonely why journal it out pray it out continue to be honest with the lord like i just feel like if i had a husband i wouldn't be lonely right now or i feel like if my parents loved me in a different way i wouldn't be lonely right now and starting to figure those out one of the the points that stuck out to me that um a doctor of psychiatry mentioned, which obviously I'm clearly not <laughs> so like, you know, you know, take us with a grain of salt. But um, 
he mentioned that your relationship with God could be repaired, um, impaired, interrupted, or impeded in some way, mm-hmm. um, and kind of pinpointing where is there some kind of missing link between you and God, um, where you have put some kind of expectation on God and that wasn't his plan for your life, or you don't have a relation, a great relationship with your dad. So you feel like he's not a good father either. And, um, or you feel like he's punishing you for your sins or your life or your mistakes or whatever, then you're just viewing him as this mean old judge. And that's not a correct view of our loving heavenly father either. Mm -hmm. And so digging into trying to pinpoint like what about your life or what are you thinking that makes you feel super lonely and just taking, continuing down that path and pursuing it. Um, so I don't, yeah, he came up with this whole long list and I was like, oh my gosh, there's just like (laughs) all these things that could, could lead to it. And so just praying through all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he went through, um, Lamentations and some verses in chapter three and talked about, um, you know, the Lord is my portion. He'll provide everything I need to be content and so on and so forth through the verses. And the very last point he made there was, if I expect to see the goodness of the Lord, I will spend much of my alone time seeking him in prayer and the word. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't necessarily do that when I'm lonely. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we're expecting God to be good, which we should be. We need to be spending time with him and figuring out what the plan is, right? He's going to tell us. He's going to tell us what the benefit is to this. Uh, He talked about, too, there are some benefits to a little loneliness, right? If it's alone, like loneliness, alone time, you've got more time to refocus yourself. Or maybe it is you really need to reprioritize the things in your life, right? And make your church or certain friendships, things like that, more of a focus or let go of other things. Social media was the one that he also kind of stomped his foot on, right? Uh, How much time do you spend there? If you spent half that time praying, would you have a different perspective of your loneliness right now? Right. I mean, my toes were stepped on a lot (laughs) in that, but it was, it was awesome stuff to really talk about. Loneliness isn't necessarily bad. It doesn't automatically lead to depression. Mm -hmm. It can just be a season, you know, um, and, and how do you work through that season in a way that will get you where um, you want to be and where God wants you to be, yeah. right? Yeah, it's kind of like for the people who who are busy or they're in the big family or anything, and they're trying to get alone, but they can't get alone. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely benefits to that. And I think, and it's crazy that like the people who want that or um, they see the good in that, but can also be scary for the other person, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I literally had that conversation with someone recently where I it's like, you're, it's, you do everything to distract yourself to not be in that lonely spot because of how scary that is, because like it's all the things coming at you and everything. So, um, but it's crazy how some people strive and want that so bad. <laughs> and was like, you want that? That sounds so bad. Um, but it is, I think, too important, like you were saying, what they were saying at the conference of, like, tracing where it goes back. And so that's the kind of thing that I'm learning right now. Uh, like, for me, I think everyone should be in counseling. I am in counseling. And, you know, for me, my loneliness, one of the things they track back, it's like it, they go back to my family. And so, which I was not shocked. But <laughs> I was like, really? Can it be anything else? It's got to be the freaking family. Um, but it's just like, you know, I grew up not feeling you know like I was ever seen ever you know I had many siblings they had all the attention I was I just you know I was the good girl but 
they were all in chaos. So it's like all the focus was always on them. And it's like, no matter what I did, it was, it didn't matter. And so, and unfortunately that is carried the majority of my life. And so, um, and so working through that, like I said, haven't figured it out, any of that out yet, but, uh, but there is kind of some freedom in knowing kind of like, okay, maybe this is, this is where it stemmed from. And maybe you can now work to heal that and kind of to help what it is in the future. And so, it is not fun. Mm-hmm. It's very painful, but uh, but I think it is good to kind of trace and kind of know, mm-hmm. you know, where it's at. So, I think also, you don't always recognize goodness in the moment. Mm. Like, God is good, always. Mm-hmm. The things that we go through don't always feel good, yeah. but God's promise is that they work for our good too, mm. and. You know, I've said it before, but like looking back on those times with George and they were hard and terrible and things that you would never think to like want or wish for or whatever. But I can look back and recognize how that was good for us and be grateful for those seasons, even as hard as they were, as lonely as they were, as insurmountably impossible they, as they felt in the moment. Like you, when you're in it, you feel like it's going to be forever. Like there is nothing on the other side. There's, it's just dark and black and like, this is my life now. This is how it's going to be forever. But that's not true. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ways to combat whatever type of loneliness or depression or whatever you're experiencing is to fill your mind and your heart and your spirit with truth Yes, and work your tail off to believe it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like for years I prayed Lord, help me with my disbelief because for me in those low moments and low seasons of like, I feel this way, but your word says all of these things, obviously I don't believe them because if I did believe them, my emotions would be different. Help my unbelief. Like, I think that is such a humbling prayer to pray because us in our professing faith of Christ, it's easy for us to be like, but I do believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe he's the son of God and that you know, all of the things that we believe in the gospel, but like, do we believe them enough that we're changed by them in the moment? And this is why we need to be preaching the gospel to ourselves every day, every day, because unbelief, I think is, it just creeps on in there. Mm -hmm. Like in every moment, there's an opportunity, I think for us to say, we don't believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, God is good except for in this very small situation with me, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. That's what we believe so many times. Yeah. His plan is perfect except for this right now. Right. Yeah. I don't like yeah. this part, but yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's that, that expectation like, uh, Lord, this is not how I wrote my life. So yeah. step you. it in gear, you know, like <laughs> do what do what I wanted you to do. Like, you know, like. I gave you a plan. It was a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mine was so good. But what we didn't see, <laughs> it's, yeah, we can sort and filter. Um, but what we we can't see in God's plan is all the other things that, you know, that we never would have planned for ourselves. You know, I never wanted to come to Fayetteville. Here we are. Like, God just knows so much better. And um, we cannot know God's plan and God's truth if we are not in his word. You cannot, like, you can't. Your heart cannot be ruled by truth of scripture if you are not in his word. And so my first question for anybody who's like, I'm struggling with loneliness is what does your time with God look like? Um, Because I I also feel like people are like, you know, if you're looking for this close group of friends and like, I 
then I would be fine. Are you putting, how much stock are you putting in that group of friends? How much are you, how much, how many expectations are you putting on these humans that belong on God alone? And I needed that season of learning more of who God is in so many different ways um, that I couldn't pinpoint at the time, but now I can. And um, I think just continuing to seek him in his word and in prayer, no matter what your stem, where your loneliness stems from, if it is family issues or if it is singleness or if it is, you know, grieving like the loss of a loved one or, you know, loss of a job or whatever is stemming, you know, causing all of it, it. You've got to just get in the word. That's where you're going to start, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I think too, it's a good thing, like you're saying, being in the word and checking where you are at that moment. And so, and kind of going off of what you had said earlier, is definitely the, the season I'm in of the knowing it's good to be content and to be satisfied in the situ- in the season, but not wanting to do that because I don't want to accept that. Like, yes. This is part of the plan God has for me, but I really do not want that. And that makes me, whether it's angry or bitter or any of those things, um, and it makes it more true. And I don't want that. And so it's kind of like, you know, like y'all are saying, it's like, you know, I do have the better plan or anything like that. So it's, it is a hard pill to swallow to be able to say, I'm content in this because I'm like, I'm already miserable. (laughs) I'm like, I'm clearly, I do not enjoy this. How can I be content in this? This is not, I don't enjoy this. But I think us being content in him and whatever he has planned for us. But I tell you, it is not easy because, you know, it is that big. It is that fear, unfortunately, I think, for people, because if we say that we're we're happy with this, then the thing that we really desire is never going to happen. You know, Um, and that's very scary. Yeah. Uh, So what I think of when you talk about being um, content in those moments, even though you're not happy with it. I don't think content means happy, right? Mm-hmm. It's more Preach. of a peace about your your situation, mm-hmm. right? And I think the thing a lot of people um, miss or don't think about is like Nicole was talking about, like, help me with my unbelief. You already know I don't believe this or I'm really struggling with this or this is not the role I want right now. Talk to God about it. He knows, yeah. right? Um, read the read the Bible. There are plenty of people who are unhappy with their season in life or their spe- specific station, and they told God about it, and they talked to him. And God said, I know, but there's something better coming, right? One thing they gave in the class that I like circled a whole lot was just a list of people in the Bible that face loneliness, right? So the widow Naomi. She ties herself to her mother-in-law. They help each other. And then eventually there is another family for her. But in that moment, you're hearing about her when she's her loneliest, right? Um, You know, King David, the Apostle Paul, I mean, if he can be content in his loneliness, in his jail cell, um, surely the rest of us can find a way, right? Um, Not to compare ourselves, but like (laughs) there's a little bit of striving towards that. Right. It's encouragement too. Yeah, to, like, it's to see those examples in the word of people yeah. who have gone before us, and I think God is so intentional in that. <laughs> Sorry, um, it just always like it's like you're not David, right? We are not the victors in any of those situations. Like, right? They are all Christologies. They all point to Jesus, but like human nature has been human nature since the garden, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, yeah. we can relate to those strifes, those struggles, those 
obvious wrong decisions in those moments. And um, like even a friend in community group shared a scripture today out of Ezekiel talking about how God will take our hard hearts and gives us, gives us, gives us hearts of flesh, like a softened heart. And in those moments to be reminded that we're not alone and we have never been alone. And that even those people that we have these moniker stories to go back and to read and to see how the Lord moved in their lives, like through Ruth and Naomi and mm -hmm. Boaz and that whole line, Jesus came through that line, like through right. that broken situation. Like we have Jesus through that. Like it's just his plan working for good for all of us. And that's amazing. And I think perspective is a, a thing to strive for as well, mm -hmm. yeah. because if you can have perspective in the moment, you are doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Better it's than me. hard. It is so like, hard. It's so hard when we keep our head down and we're stuck in the thick of it. But like, lift your eyes up to where your help comes from. Mm -hmm. Because there is hope. Like, we have hope. We are living for an eternity outside of this earth. Like, I love the message Kirk pre preached recently. Like, if you think about it, we're only married for a really short amount of time mm -hmm. because we're with Jesus forever. Like, I have been so convicted in this last however long of my life now where it's like, am I really living my life for the American dream or for this Christian grace and mercy that I've been given and this hope that we have in Christ? Because, like, what does any of it matter mm -hmm. if it's not for Jesus? Like... And that's the hard part about living in the culture and the society that we live in because we see with temporal eyes and we see like what other people have and envy and we want what our neighbor has and we want to covet that and this and that. But it's like, Jesus, mm -hmm. that's it. Like, that's yeah. really it. That's it. Yeah. I think one of the uh, strongest strategies, tactics, whatever, of the enemy is distraction. It's so much easier to distract you and be like, oh, the American dream, doesn't this look so great? It's going to fulfill all your dreams. Um, but then having that perspective of if scripture is true, then Christ is literally all I need. And so if I stop worrying about whether I'm going to be married or how this best friend situation is going to work out or, you know, comparing myself and what my self image is and all these other things that can really drag us down. Forget it all. Strive toward Christ. Like learn, like just seek him. I just get your, I feel like one of the biggest things that's all over America, probably the world right now is like, live your best life. Do you, you, you know, it's all about you, 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 you. can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. You can do anything. And, um, especially through Christ who strengthens you, like <laughs> good vibes only. Mis <laughs> misinterpreting scripture. Read the rest of our chapter. Um, yeah. but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's just, it, uh, yeah, big soapbox. It's not about you. <laughs> um, yeah. and so, and if we're just seeking Christ, like I want to, what can I learn about Jesus today? Instead of, is anybody going to invite me to dinner tonight? Like, what can I learn about Christ today? What can I learn about him today? How can I be more like him today? How can I love the way that Jesus loved? Um, thinking about, like, if Jesus was physically here on earth in 2023, what would he be doing? 
would he be like going to the store and meeting with a stylist and making sure all of his Gucci stuff is right or what? Like, no, <laughs> you know, like tr- striving to be more like Christ is going to fulfill you from now to eternity. Mm-hmm. Finding a boyfriend, having the job, having the best friend is going to fulfill you until that person makes you mad, mm-hmm. until that person lets you down. Um, parents, family, children, the list goes on there. Every other thing that could that contributes to us, our loneliness is going to let us down once we have it. Uh, but Jesus just won't. Mm-hmm. He really won't. And that's one of those things I think when you look back on those situations in your life, you can be grateful for that. Yeah. Because it's like it proves our need and dependence on Christ. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why we go through those hard seasons and those ups and downs and hills and valleys of like all the wrong opportunity. I've also said it a lot. I'm Martha. I'm the talent in the sand person. I'm like all the wrong ones. That's what I pick. But even through that, to have the grace to look or the mercy that God gives us so undeservedly to look back and recognize like, yep, put my hope in the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And by some miraculous plan A, it has worked out for my good because I trust you now. Mm-hmm. Like that song, Goodness of God. I love that song. Yeah. Like he has been, will be, has never not been faithful. Like, yeah. I loved what Kirk said in the uh, recent sermon is it, God is not the I was, mm-hmm. he is the great I am. And so, and again, one of my favorite scriptures is what, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And, um, uh, one of the books that, uh, they talked about in the conference, he mentioned, imagine how lonely Moses must've felt <laughs> like all these people, like you drug us out here in the wilderness, like they're all against him and he's trying to help them. But like, you drug us out here, like, what are we supposed to do? But as God was with him and fulfilled his plan in Moses's in Moses's life and the people, he's that same God. He is that same exact God, and he can get us through any and everything. So as we kind of come to an end here, um, I feel like we always do always do our encouragements. I, I like to go with the, the person that's like, "Cool, I hear all these things, <laughs> you know." But what do I do? How is this helpful? I don't know. I do feel like that kind of person, unfortunately, of just like I hear y'all. But it's like, I want also be like, y'all don't understand. It's very painful right now. This is hard. And so I'm not seeing that light or anything like that. And so for that person that is saying the same thing, it's like, I see that. Yes, y'all are on the other side. Cool, 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 cool. But this pain is not going away. I'm struggling so bad right now um, in the midst of this loneliness. And I know it could be good and I can draw near to God and it could be a sweet season, but it's been a really hard season and I can't get into it. And it's just like, I'm trying to find that peace, but I'm in so much pain and, and you know, it's been just so difficult. So like, what is, what is an encouragement for that person who is saying that? Yeah. On, in light of that, I don't want us to sound like we're just like, Ah, you're fine. Get over it. You know, like at all kind of situation. But I do believe that um, facts are facts, whether mm-hmm. our, we feel it or not. Fact, the fact is God is good. The fact is he's going to bring us through everything. The fact is God does everything for our good and his glory. You can find that over and over and over in scripture. And I would say run to those scriptures over and over and over. Um because one day it will be the truth that your heart 
has um, because what did he say? He said something about um, the more we, the more we spend time in scripture, the more scripture can control our hearts. And that's, that's what we need is for our hearts and emotions to be guided by truth. Um, I also say, um, of course, the prayer and journaling in scripture, and then take it to somebody that you know and trust, be honest about it. Obviously you have been. And then, um, just take it to some, anyone, you know, and trust. And if you feel like you don't have that person, pray and ask God to lead you to that person. Because sometimes it may not be anybody that you ever thought you could connect with before. I feel like a lot of my best relationships is somebody that I never would have on paper said, I choose this friend. (laughs) Um, and then like your also, sister-in-law, right? yeah, like, <laughs> like my computer science degree sister-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then lastly, and I'm literally naming these things in order on purpose, see Christ, tell a friend or a new, an acquaintance that maybe, you know, can become a friend. Um, and then be the friend that you need. Um, I have not realized how much in my life I have not done that. I have just been so like in the moment, check this box. Yep. You know, like what are, how can my friends serve me? I'm trying right now to be so much, so less focused on me and myself in any of my situations and just loving and serving and loving people, um, getting, you know, spending more time with other people and just, because I feel like in these dark places it's so it feels so dark and it's almost like that's just in front of you and you're like it's all you can see and so my prayer would be that God would allow your vision of the problem to kind of just be zoomed out a little bit so that you can see that there's so much more and as you're seeking Christ and serving and loving others um, it's it's so fulfilling and it brings so much joy and um I think that also builds relationships with other people. And so you can kind of love and serve other people. And then not that you would do it to get anything in return, but you just will get something in return. (laughs) If that makes any sense. Yeah. um, The thing I took away from that class, um, there's a whole list of like 30 things in the beginning that are like descriptions of loneliness, right? Every single one of them is an I statement. Hmm every single one of them no one I feel like I don't have anybody to to connect with I don't have anybody that comes to me and asks me to do things on and on and on I I I um and and kind of summing it up at the end he's like the local church a healthy local church is where you get past those I statements right you get plugged in can help you grow with your walk because we all know it's difficult when you're in that lonely moment right um it can help you fellowship with others i know nicole because we were put in the same community group we had never met right i don't know if on paper we would have ever um gotten along and picked each other like like heather said um i would have known heather without gcc i would have known heather and that's it and that's because she's my sister-in-law, right? <laughs> um, but even us, we were not friends when we both married into the family, me quite a bit before she did. But the church is what brought us together. The church is what nurtured those relationships, those situations where you can be vulnerable and find those people that are struggling with the same thing or have already been through it and that 
can kind of pull you along, right? So it can develop into individual friendships. Um, It's not all about the big corporate worship only. It is about soul care one-on-one, right? Um, And then the church reminds you of, you know, the nearness of God. Right. You can see it in the building. You can see it in the people you're helping and and in turn, the people who are helping you. It's it's showing you God's love walking around the room. Yeah. I don't know how to add more to that, (laughs) to both of them. Come on. But pray that the Lord helps you with your unbelief, Mm -hmm. because in the presence of all of these facts that are absolute truth. Belief is what changes our emotions and our stance. And I think that scripture exposure is super necessary for that. But that would be my simple answer is to just constantly pray that the Lord will help you with your unbelief. Yeah. Yeah. I do think um, if you've been struggling with loneliness for quite some time, um, I don't think it would be a bad idea to just go see your your general care doctor, um, have them run tests because I think sometimes there are deeper things going on in our bodies. Um, because depression and loneliness, loneliness are two different things. So I also think that it would be very wise to rule out depression, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. alongside that and making sure that physically you are healthy and well. Um, and another thing I feel like sometimes we have to do is cut people loose I think we can also be in toxic relationships that make us compare ourselves or doubt ourselves or um, sometimes we're just in a crowd that is not pushing us toward Christ. And we can't – our unbelief can't always direct us in the right ways in those moments. And so um, if you're hearing this and you know right off the bat, every time I'm with this person, I end up feeling worse about myself or – you know, this person never encourages me. They are always bringing me down. I just give you permission to take a little, just fast from them, (laughs) you know, not cut them out of your life and be hateful to them, but like, I just need a minute. So I think there are also toxic things in our lives, whether it's social media, Mm -hmm. get off of it, you know, like fast from certain things that you notice a change in your mindset, Mm -hmm. um, when you engage in, in them or with them. Um, and of course, if there are things in your life that you straight up know is a sin, you got to cut that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's a, a call to repentance. And um, I think when we're at certain um, stages in our mental health, um, we have to make some drastic changes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then ending on the fact that we are not psychiatrists or counselors. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. We're just a bunch of random women trying to know yeah. Jesus better. <laughs> yeah. Um, absolutely. Amen, y'all. Um, well, as we say with every podcast, we hope that this has been help for you. That hasn't been an encouragement. Uh, that is a tool, not the main tool. But if you're struggling with loneliness or needing to reach out or talk to anyone or uh, need something for us to pray for, encourage you with, uh, we have a great email address. Be still and grow podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And please email us. Please reach out. Yeah. We are on all the all the platforms mm-hmm. that you probably should be fasting from. <laughs> but we don't say that in tongue in cheek. It's not just yeah. a, a quip to say. Like if you are struggling and you need community, please feel free to talk to us, reach out, and we will not have the answers, but yeah. we will pray with you and pray for you and hopefully get you connected to people that can walk that out with you. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, so please do that. And um, But thank you guys for listening. We always appreciate it. And we love y'all as always. Uh, Devin, can you please pray us out? <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for allowing us to come together today and talk about this this topic that really weighs heavy on so many hearts, especially this time of year. Uh, thank you for the great conversation and for you showing each of us that um, you are good and you are the source of goodness and contentment and all of the things that we we strive for. Um, just be with us as we leave this place and uh, those that are listening leave wherever they're listening and, and show us what you would have us focus on in the days ahead. Um, I thank you for everything you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening. Please email us at bestillandgrowpodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, ideas, and prayer requests. For more content from Gospel Community Church, check out the Training Day Podcast, hosted by George Jones. This is Catherine, Heather, and Nicole. Join us next time. We'll save you a seat. Till then, be still and grow. grow.